Welcome to the Align with Spirit podcast. The Align with Spirit podcast is a program that takes a look at life through the lens of metaphysical occult, new thought, comparative religion, and new age philosophy. Each week, a new topic is reviewed and explored. Topics range from practical self-help advice and holistic self-healing to the paranormal, supernatural, and the mystical in nature. Our host is John Culbertson. He is an ordained metaphysical minister and certified metaphysical mind practitioner. He is also a Reiki master, shamanic practitioner, a Wiccan priest, a tarot card reader, and an astrologer. Before being ordained as a metaphysical minister, he had previously been ordained as an evangelical Christian minister. He is also a lifelong student of psychology and counseling, having degrees in both the psychology of human behavior and spiritual counseling. Now it's time to quiet our mind and open our soul as we align with spirit. Welcome to the Align with Spirit podcast, and today's episode, Not All Magic is the Same. I was recently on a website that was promoting Egyptian magic. As I read, I was in awe over all the great information on this ancient and powerful form of magic. Then I started reading what the website had to say about other non-Egyptian magic and came across a line which read, Widespread use of Wicca, or evil magic, against innocent people for tailored purposes. Needless to say, I was shocked and frustrated. This is an example of someone writing what they want to be an authoritative article on Egyptian magic, but they did so without doing any research whatsoever on other magic forms. To make it worse, they grouped Wicca under voodoo. Now, anyone who has any real experience in any of these fields will know that Wicca and Voodoo simply are not the same thing. But the next thing I read was even more shocking, and I quote, Voodoo magic is practiced by witches, sorcerers, shamans, fetishists, makers of charms, or bone setters. What? How disappointing. This could have been a great article about Egyptian magic, but it turned into an article that was obviously designed to elevate one practitioner's form of magic over another's. Ridiculous. I have to wonder if this author has no realization that voodoo is an actual religion, and that hoodoo and voodoo are different, and that shamans don't practice either hoodoo or voodoo. Also, every witch isn't going to work with voodoo either. So let's talk about this. Let's start with the concept, what is magic? Well, magic is anything that a person does which creates something on one plane of existence, for example, the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, astral, etc., and then transmutes into another plane with the intention of creating. For example, for all intents and purposes, the law of attraction can be considered a form of magic, as you think, that's the mental plane, to create or attract to you in the physical world. But did you know that prayer is also a type of magic? Though most people that practice traditional Catholic or Christian prayer would disagree with me, it is something that when we say it, we are many times hoping to create either in the spiritual or the physical world. Shamanic rituals are another type of magic. Shamans do and think things in the physical 
and the astral to create results in either the physical or astral planes. Lighting candles hoping that it will help you, whether it be to bring you money or romance or anything else. That's a type of magic. It's a magic act. You're doing something in the physical and on the mental plane in hopes of creating a result in either the mental, physical, emotional, or spiritual world, if not all of the above. Voodoo, Wicca, and Santeria are all religions, and they all do religious rituals, which can be considered magic. However, these are three different religions and should not be viewed as being one and the same. Witchcraft and hoodoo are other forms of magic, but it's essential to understand that not every person who practices witchcraft consider themselves to be Wiccan. And most people who practice hoodoo certainly are not part of the voodoo religion. Additionally, witchcraft and hoodoo are not related, nor do they believe themselves to be linked in any way other than through the act of practicing magic. As can be seen, there are many types of magic practitioners and many schools of magic, and a person would do well to investigate the historical roots of each before beginning their magical practice. In reality, I think the Egyptian magic article writer was trying to present to people the idea that there are two main types of magic, high magic and low magic. Now, high magic is a fancy word we use that's associated primarily with ceremonial magic. However, not all ceremonial magic will be high magic. So in essence, high magic is anything that works on improving the spiritual or higher self. And there are many shamanic rituals that fall under this umbrella. On the other hand, low magic. These are things like love spells, prosperity spells, those types of magical works that deal usually with the earthly world. Protection magic could fall under either, and occasionally both, depending on the various factors involved. Neither high magic nor low magic is bad. They're just different from each other. And most magic practitioners will practice both forms at various points in times in their magical careers. I also believe the article is trying to distinguish between good and bad magic. Good magic many times is called white magic. And the aim is to help the self or another without interfering with someone's free will. It's usually seen as healing or protective in nature. To be considered white magic, healing work requires that permission is gotten from the person that you're going to be doing your healing work on, or that the person's higher self agrees to the healing work. In order to do a love spell from a white magic perspective, the focus would be on attracting the right mate without naming a specific person. Black magic, on the other hand, is any form of magic that does interfere with the free will of another person or that works to directly harm someone. Thus, if not done correctly, a love spell can fall in the realm of black magic. If, for example, you try to cast a spell to make someone fall in love with you, this falls under the domain of black magic. Any spell that attempts to cause something to happen to another person or tries to manipulate or make another person take some form of action can be considered black magic because it's potentially interfering with their free will. Likewise, to curse someone, punish someone, hex someone, these all fall under the realm of black magic, as one would be seeking to harm another person. This is true even if you're causing harm to another person as a means of protecting the self or with the purpose of it being for the person's own good.
This is one reason why wording is so important when it comes to magical work. How you say something and your intention, they go a long way in making a particular spell white or black in nature. When in doubt, most people that practice magic will usually add a safety net phrase to their spell. For example, may this be done in the highest good of all without harm, halt, without harm, hurt, or interfering with the free will of another person. There is, however, a third type of magic that often is not talked about, and it's called gray magic. Now, gray magic is in the realm between white and black magic. If you put white magic on one end of the spectrum and black magic on the other, gray magic would fall right in the center. And gray magic is when you're doing a magical act that you believe is going to be good, but you aren't 100% sure if it's going to interfere with another person's free will or not. For example, casting a prosperity casting a prosperity spell to help you do well in an interview, that would be gray magic. The intentions are certainly good. You're not directly seeking to interfere with someone else's free will, but there's a chance that someone's free will could be affected. In other words, the guy interviewing you may have his free will impacted instead of the spell helping you to be more confident, to speak better, and to know the right things to say. Another example would be if there's a conflict you want to resolve and you cast a spell to help resolve the conflict. What if the person you're in conflict with isn't really ready for the conflict to be resolved? What if they want to hold on to a grudge? They do, after all, have a right to their own feelings and to live life as they choose to. The spell could force them to resolve the conflict, but that would be a manipulation of the free will. The truth is, most spells fall under the realm of gray magic. The bottom line is, is if there's a chance it can influence the free will of another, but you aren't sure, it's gray magic. Now, advanced practitioners typically will do some type of divination before doing gray magic. And in case you don't know what divination is, it's the act of using a tool to get information. For example, astrology, tarot, the runes, tea leaves, crystal gazing, pendulums. Those are all examples of divination systems. And one of these systems is chosen and used to help the practitioner have a better understanding on if they should actually be doing the spell or not. But we do have one final question we have to answer, and that is, why is black magic so bad? Well, black magic is considered harmful due to the karmic consequences that go along with it. The idea of, in Wicca, they call it the rule, the law of three. Whatever you send out comes back to you three times over. And so we always want to keep that in mind when doing any sort of magical work, magical practice. In truth, there are many things that can be accomplished without resorting to magic. But magic is one valid way of interacting with the divine. Just like prayer, just like positive affirmations, these are all forms of magic, even though those people that practice them don't consider them to be magical acts. Again, magic, anything that you do on one plane, emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, astral, with the intent of creating a result on another plane, especially within the physical. So what's the bottom line here? The bottom line is this. Magic is not something to be scared of, and magic is certainly not bad. Magic should, however, be respected for the power it has. 
It's essential to be educated on what magic is, the types of magic that there are, the various forms that magic can take, and the different types of religions that practice magic. Only with this information will a person work with magic safely, productively, and truly understand what they are doing. And that's it for today with the Align with Spirit podcast. I look forward to seeing you next week. You've been listening to the Align with Spirit podcast, hosted by John Culbertson. The Align with Spirit podcast is supported by the contributions of generous listeners like you. For more information about John Culbertson, the host, or to help support us, please visit the website mysticjohnculbertson.com.